Hi, and welcome to the Korean Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Simon, so I'd like to welcome you all here today. I'll just give you a little bit of a background. I run the kdramagear.com website, and we also have a K-Drama Gear Facebook page, as well as a K-Drama Gear Facebook group. So if you are interested in Korean drama, do take the time to think about joining our Facebook group or at least following us on our Facebook page. And of course, if you really are passionate about Korean drama, we do have a lot of unique Korean drama-themed merchandise that you can choose from as well. But the main thing is, you know, we're just putting out this podcast to help people find out more about Korean drama and to to give them some new insights as well. So, And this is very much a a proof of concept at this particular stage. We've put together three podcasts, so we're finally just recording the introduction to them as well. And, you know, if people like them, we'll, we'll keep doing them. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Korean Drama Podcast. I'm Simon. Just someone that's got a common interest with you, the listener, in Korean drama and what we're going to do today is really just cover how did I get interested in Korean drama? What is it that really started me on the journey of getting to really like this genre and and really finding it one of the most popular entertainment mediums that that, that I've discovered and anyway I started watching Netflix a, a few about three or four years ago and I came across a Japanese drama and it was called Atelier it was 16 episodes, I think 16 or 20. It was uh, one season and atelier as, as a French word. It means workshop. It was, uh, set, it was a show set in the Ginza district and it was about a famous lingerie designer, a small lingerie designer who, who did bespoke pieces of lingerie for, for ladies. And, you know, she did it in a very tasteful kind of way. It was obviously designed in such a way that it, it made them feel good about themselves, very comfortable for them to... To wear and obviously anything from 10,000 to 100,000 yen a piece. Well, may- maybe even more, at least $100 US up per piece. And they would spend a lot of time actually designing the lingerie and then obviously selling it as well. So they do very, very small runs of it too. So at the time, the, the comparison to the to the owner of the business, I mean, she'd almost be like a, a, a Japanese version of Anna or Anna Wintour, the former editor of Vogue magazine. Very, very precise and proper in her, her desire for designing very, very high quality merchandise. And she, she was very, very principled and very, very dedicated to, to artwork. And, you know, she, she wasn't going to let anyone compromise her, her design. And, it, you know, it was her design. It was what she thought would be best and, and people paid her for her judgment. So it's something that, that she could be very much admired for. And that was a series that, that I really enjoyed. At the start of the series, a new employee joined, a, a young Japanese graduate who was what they called a fabric nerd. I mean, she, was, she very much enjoyed different fabrics. And, you know, she spent hours and even nights at the office just getting to know fabrics, organising the fabrics and trying to understand the business as well. And she obviously had her own mind as well. She was, she was very headstrong too. She had her own thinking. I mean, she was only like graduate in her early 20s. And even within this small team, she wasn't afraid to speak up and put her views towards her boss as well. And within a Japanese company where there is a lot of, res- obviously a lot of respect is, is expected and deserved, where there's a lot of bowing between staff, it's 
it's just amazing that that she'd still be so assertive and she'd she'd still want to put her point of view and you know obviously over the series the the young lady and her and her older boss pretty much got a good understanding of each other and and did end up with a good working relationship and it's thoroughly i would thoroughly recommend watching it if 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 you want someone to get into asian dramas in general it's it's a, it's a good starting point and then and afterwards, we watched a very, very fun one called Good Morning Call. It's, it's based on a Japanese manga comic. Obviously, it had a lot of comical settings to it as well. It was it was quite funny. But again, even within this cute little Japanese, you know, final year student, there was times of real assertiveness. And I mean, she, you know, she she would a lot of the times she would just go with the flow, but there'd be certain points where she just would not compromise. She was almost like a granite stone. And it was these two Japanese programs that, that really got us into into looking for more. And I started looking on Netflix for, for more ja- Japanese recommendations. And they, they didn't have any more really, but I did, did find some Korean ones. And I think the first one that we came up, well, which I found was Tomorrow's Candible or, or Niles Candible. And, and that was re- that was an interesting one. That was set against a, a backdrop of a, of a music university where, where they had different students who would go to, to study music. They're, they're obviously studying lots of different kinds of music, piano, violin, oboe, or basically all of the different musical instruments that you could expect. And then I, I think Nile was was studying piano and she and she was very very good at it as well and, and she obviously there was a certain journey that she went through this 16 episode series as well and the, the main character that she came across was was a conductor i've forgotten his name but he was played by ju won one of the famous korean actors again he was a very strong they're both very strong-minded characters and he was he was a son of a very famous piano player and uh, became quite estranged with his father. At, at this particular music school, he, he wanted to become a conductor. He was learning piano as well. And that's where he met Nile. And so obviously there's a lot of comedy elements between the two. Um, he was very much a germaphobe and she just loved messes. And, and the first episode had, had him sort of going over to her apartment to to clean up the entire apartment because they were next door neighbours and he just didn't want the idea of of such a mess in the apartment next to him. But I digress. He became a, a conductor, well, a student of conducting. Again, he was given the task of leading the B symphony or, or the, the symphony of less desirables, the ones that weren't as good as the, as the A symphony. And, you know, a minor spoiler alert, he was able to, to do a lot to turn this orchestra around, the B orchestra, I think it was called. Uh, that was about episode four. There's, so there was still a lot, lot more to do apart from that. But again, he was a very uncompromising kind of character. I mean, he he wasn't a, an unpleasant kind of person, but he had a, a very strong commitment as well. And it was a leadership that he he actually showed. I mean, he and that that seemed that seemed to be a common theme of these particular dramas that that really did uh, appeal to. And, and then the next one which we saw was um, a drama starring. Park Shin Wei and a couple of others. It was called You're Beautiful. Like one of the um, other actors, actresses was was Yui as well. And uh, Jang, I've forgotten his full name, but he, he is commonly known as the Prince of Asia as well. And basically Park Shin Wei played twins. She played her the uh, the girl who was studying to become a nun and, and briefly the the brother as well, the twin brother who um, who joined a, a very popular pop group as a... As a um, 
as a new member, but uh, he couldn't join because he was having he had to recover from um, some plastic surgery. So the only way that his career could be saved was if his twin sister replaced him and pretended to be him at, at the signing ceremony. And then that obviously meant that stretched out a little bit. She had to go along to a couple of the starting events and eventually join the, the boy band in, in the house as well to, to pretend to be her brother. And, and that obviously was, was quite an interesting drama too. And so after those two, I really got hooked and started watching more of them and became more and more enthralled. And then there were some others as well. There were some popular action dramas, which, 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 which I really got into as well. One was City Hunter with Lee Min Ho and Iris as well, which, which was just amazing. I mean, so, that, so there were a lot of, a lot of really good dramas. I mean, the, the storylines are very strong. And I, I think that the things that, that have appealed to me as far as Korean drama is concerned overall is, is first of all the stories that they, they have very good plot lines that they've got good protagonists they've got you know strong setups and, and there's a whole arc that goes over 16 episodes so that it's not one episode after another it's like you've got the episodes linking each other and usually you, you see um, character developments people change people people grow people get better and I think that's a good thing the, the second thing is that a lot of these characters as well that they're really having to fight their own battles. A lot of them will find themselves not, not so much alone, but a little bit isolated, having to fight hard for what they believe in. And, and, and it's them persevering and going through the different steps and slowly winning people over through, through example and, and through their own hard work and effort. And typically these are the, it's the women that seem to be doing it more than, than the men, they, you know, um, in you're beautiful. I'm trying to think of a couple of other examples as well, um, in in which I've seen that as well. I think Boys Over Flowers too, where the main character went through this whole arc of just persevering and and winning over the the, the members F of F four who were at the very start hostile to her, but they could see her character that she 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 wasn't prepared to compromise or back down, and and uh, she eventually won won them over as well. So. There's that. There's the plot line. There's the, the the strong characters and just the style as well. And there is a lot of comedy element, even within the serious plot lines. So what I like to think of as light and day. There's there's the um, you know very very serious parts to the drama, but it's still broken up with light-hearted moments and moments where you know you you get the comedy as well. So I'll try to put a, a list of some of the. K dramas that I that started to watch in the description for the uh, for the podcast as well, so so people can get, get an idea of a little bit more of what I'm talking about. Anyway, look, that pretty much covers it. It was a Japanese dramas on on Netflix. It started to get me interested, and then um, as I was looking for more Japanese dramas, it was the Korean dramas that really started getting recommended to me by Netflix, and I started to watch them and really started to get into them as well. So anyway, look, that's it for this podcast. Thank you for listening. You know, we do hope you enjoyed what we put together today as well. Like we said in the introduction, if you are interested in Korean drama, then please do think about joining our K-Drama Gear Facebook group, 
we have a lot of passionate fans and people are posting there as well. So it's a good place to learn more about Korean drama and to, to find out what is coming up with regards to new Korean dramas and also suggestions as to older Korean dramas to watch as well. So again, thank you for listening and hopefully we'll see you in our next podcast.